Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 80. Yes, that's right. You heard podcast number 80, and I'm sure that you're a little confused or are looking at some of these podcasts going, why is podcast 80 coming after 81? Well, that's on me. I screwed up. Uh, Luckily, uh, my guest today has agreed to come back on the podcast because we actually recorded this podcast a couple of weeks ago. And just in my frenzy of uh, doing the luncheon and some other podcasts, I accidentally deleted uh, this podcast. And so I am really excited today to do this one again because it was a great topic. And I'm thinking the second time is is the charm. So uh, I want to introduce my guest today, Casey Allen with Kiva Tulsa. Kiva Tulsa is a crowdsourcing online lending platform that's uh, they're a nonprofit uh, to small businesses and entrepreneurs for zero percent loans. Uh, ultimately, you're investing in the business, and you can actually help local entrepreneurs grow. So I, I've kind of learned a little bit about Kiva through some of the uh, different con- uh, contacts that we've had through Le- Leadership Tulsa and, and uh, through 36 Degrees North. And so I'm really excited to bring Casey to you to tell everybody a little bit more about what Kiva is, because I think even the first time that I heard about it, I was a little bit confused. But once you kind of get an understanding of what they're doing and how they can actually help entrepreneurs and small businesses, I think it's something really exciting that's going on in Tulsa. And it's something that's, that extends beyond Tulsa as well. So uh, Casey, Casey, say hello to the audience and uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, thanks, Evan, uh, for having me round two for this podcast. I agree. I think uh, second time, it's always better. So I think it's awesome. Um, (laughs) Like you already uh, kind of have explained, Kiva is a tech nonprofit. We have partnered with the Lobeck Taylor Family Foundation here in Tulsa to bring our micro-lending program to all Oklahoma entrepreneurs. Um, Essentially what Kiva does is we provide access to loans for small businesses up to $10,000 at 0% interest. And the way that we do that is through crowdfunding. So any person can go on our site, can find a business uh, in their local community or around the world, and can lend directly to that business owner at just $25 a piece. Um, What's really awesome about this is that then as a lender, um, as that business makes repayments every month, you get a little bit of your original contribution back to you. And then you can use that same $25 to benefit another business and then another person after that and keep the cycle going. So it's a really sustainable way to have a big impact on businesses. Yeah. And well, we love entrepreneurship here in the uh, Young Businessmen of Tulsa. And uh, just through some of the different people that we've talked to, it's, it's almost like those those stories that you hear about entrepreneurs, uh, just all the, the things that they go through to uh, start their business. We just had press on last week and they were talking about how the Tulsa Startup Series, which is 
uh, another thing that uh, Lobick Taylor was involved with as well, just are starting to help these small businesses grow. And Tulsa is definitely a community that's very entrepreneurial minded. And I think it's because of uh, organizations like Lobick Taylor, like Kiva, like the Tulsa Startup Series. Uh, we want to see uh, we want to see people grow uh, in their business and start and launch new businesses. And it's it takes a little bit of time for it to happen. But if you can leverage the knowledge and the resources that we have uh, through mentorship, through community, through all these different things, it makes a huge difference in the success for that small business. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that um, one of the huge strengths of Tulsa is that we do recognize the intrinsic value of our small business community. Um, whether you're a business that's looking to grow and provide a lot of uh, jobs and resources, or whether you're a business that just provides some some local color and some reason for people to come to Tulsa and stay in Tulsa, I think we really understand the value and the importance of that and want to support in any way we can. And I think uh, Tulsa is also so good at coming up with creative ways to do that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's more than just shopping local. It's more than just... Um, talking to a business mentor, right? It's our pitch competitions. It's our 1 million cups community. It's uh, incredible co-working spaces. It's creative funding. Uh, it just, it just makes it really fun and really accessible for a lot of people. Absolutely. Well, uh, if you can, I, I don't know that all my listeners are familiar with crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. So can you talk a little bit about that? Just give a, a, a brief overview because I really like the idea of it being something that comes from multiple places, but then how it, I, I, how it can be a, a local thing too. Sure. So if you've ever seen a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe campaign um, or a donors choose for some of our local teachers, that's the essence of crowdfunding. Basically you go on a website and you say, I need this much money for this thing. And then mm -hmm. anybody can contribute to your campaign online. Um, what a lot of crowdfunders do is they create this through donations. So your money just goes to this person for this project and you just kind of have to hope that things went okay. <laughs> What's <laughs> about Kiva is we've taken that and we've combined it with the social connectivity of the internet and um, with lending so that people actually see that their money had impact. Um, they know that the business is, is growing and is doing better because they're able to make repayments on their loan. But um, in addition to that, you also get to talk to the business uh, that you've lent to. Through Kiva, business owners can give their lenders updates each month that they repay. And lenders can also provide feedback, say things like, Hey, I went to see, I went to visit your restaurant now that it's opened and um, loved the food or, or whatever it is. It's great atmosphere. Um, so there's a direct connection between the business owners and the lenders that creates this new supportive community. Um, and it, it's a really cool way for the internet, which is this thing that sometimes I think distances us from the people around us to actually bring us closer with people in our community that we may not know about, right? It's, it's hard to always know what the next, um, new businesses that's opening up, we, we may miss those things. And on Kiva, you can be really connected. You can be the first one who knows when a restaurant is coming or um, knows a new retail store that you can go visit and you actually can have a, a personal connection with the person who owns that business. Yeah. And I love the fact that you have that feedback element built into it because you're vested as an, uh, I, I, do you call them investors or uh, like someone who donates? You're, you're kind of, um, because you're supporting this company, you've learned about them, you've, you've read about them, you know, they're in your local community. So you want them to be successful. And now you have this way to interact. But I think indirectly what's happening too, is people that invest in companies through Kiva are talking about it, sharing it with their friends because they want 
to get paid back, but they also want to see these people be successful. So it, it builds beyond just the actual donation itself. Yeah, I certainly hope, um, even though it is a 0% interest loan, so um, contributors on Kiva are not getting a financial return on their initial contribution, I certainly hope people would think of themselves as investors in the sense that we hope that you've done your homework uh, on these on these businesses. <laughs> it's a good part of our vetting process, right? We believe, I mean, if you think about a $10,000 loan funded at $25 a piece is going to take something like, 400 people, right? Just a crazy number of, of supporters. And we really believe that if a business um, has the drive and, and has the work ethic and also has the story to bring in those vendors, that that business is going to be successful. Um, and so it, it takes people going on the site and, and finding a business that speaks to them in some way, some business that has something that's compelling enough to make them say, that's where my $25 uh, is, is going to go. Well, a lot of times too, like when someone's bootstrapping a business, they're getting money from family and from friends. And so having Kiva as almost like a conduit to that, uh, it helps them get the word out about the business. It helps the family donate. And uh, I think now would be a good time to talk about what Lobick Taylor does in addition to the additional funds that are lent through Kiva. What does Lobick Taylor do on top of that? Yeah. So in typical crowdfunding or the normal, um, I guess, friends and family stage of funding a business, usually what you see is about 80% of the funds that you raise come from people that you know, your personal connections, and 20% might come from um, those distant connections, like a friend of a friend or a stranger that sees you on the website. On Kiva, that is completely switched. 20% uh, of your funds might come from your mom, your dad, your best friend, but 80% is coming from this larger Kiva community, and the Lovett Taylor Family Foundation wanted to be a really active community um, in Tulsa. So what they've done is provided a $250,000 match fund wow. for every Tulsa business um, to get a one-to-one -one direct match on their loan. So what that means is if you apply for a $10,000 loan on Kiva, 5000 of it is matched by the Lobeck Taylor Family Foundation. So if a lender gives you $50, it's automatically 100 that goes wow. to your business. That's awesome. Is that something that's ongoing or like that they'll continue to renew or is it just this kind of first launch with Kiva getting it out there? Do you see other organizations hopping on to do similar kinds of things? Well, you know, the really cool thing is we don't have to renew it and put in new funds because as businesses pay their loan back, that money goes back to the, the, the match ah. fund. Recycled. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, and so, so that's what's really cool. We've actually already started to reuse some of the initial funds that we've put in to support other businesses. And we hope to be able to just keep doing that for as many Tulsa businesses as want to apply on the site. Um, our repayment rate right now in Oklahoma is a hundred percent. So um, that's even higher than our 97% uh, national average. Wow. And we want to keep that streak going because we want this $250,000 to be available for, for as many businesses as it can be. Um, and then to answer your other question, um, we definitely have seen a lot of lender support from institutions. Um, Bank of Oklahoma, when we first launched in November, donated $5,000 that we actually broke up into $25 lender gift cards for all the um, lenders that came to our November launch event. And that was really incredible. That helped four businesses to fully fund in just that one day. Um, and so, so we definitely hope to, to continue to have that um, access in that really cool way that institutionally Tulsa can support small businesses through Kiva.
That's awesome. I, I love hearing about all these stories of how the community comes together, but I hate to be the, the, the negative guy, but I always hear these statistics how in like the first year on like businesses, uh, like 50% of them fail. And you're, you just said something to the effect of you have a hundred percent repayment rate on Kiva loans. So uh, for some reason, these numbers aren't adding up to me. So can you talk about maybe some of the things that Kiva does differently with, with its loans that it does so that it can get paid back? I, I know you're a nonprofit, so there's things that you're doing to help out as well, but that's a phenomenal re repayment rate. Right. It's, it's pretty awesome. And I would say that the biggest thing that we do that allows our businesses to repay at a high rate is offer our loans at 0% interest. Exactly yeah. what you're borrowing is exactly what you pay back. So we're able to create a very clear and intentional plan with our businesses, which obviously I would recommend uh, you do when you take any kind of a loan, but we're able to <laughs> in really succinct detail say um, of this $10,000, 7,000 of it is going to this piece of equipment that will benefit us in this way. Um, and, and we know exactly what that looks like. And we also know exactly what the monthly repayment looks like. And that's never going to change. So being super upfront and transparent about that and being able to do that at 0% interest is huge. Um, but outside of the financials of it, um, businesses that receive funding on Kiva receive a lot more than financial capital because they're not getting money from one person or from one place. They're getting it from their friends, their family members, community members, potential customers, supporters and advocates of their business and of their brand, and then people around the world. And that is really, really impactful to a business. And it puts a lot of um, skin in the game for them that they want to be making repayments because these are not people that you want to be burning bridges with, right? Like, <laughs> is basically your ideal customer. They're someone who obviously cares about you and your business and also cares about small business more broadly. Um, and they can be, you know, not just your customers, but they're going to be people who, who bring their friends um, to your business. They're going to be the ones who give you like five-star reviews on Yelp or on Facebook. Um, and, and that's important and that carries a lot of weight and also obviously directly impacts the success of a business. If you're trying to do something all by yourself in this little bubble, it's going to be a lot harder to bring people in the door than if you have, like I said, 400 little lender minions out in the community bringing people in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's uh, awesome how all those things work together to where it, instead of it just being like this well, I want to start a business, but then there's all these unknowns. It, it, it almost removes some of those unknowns for you and gets you excited about the actual launch of your business as a celebration because it's something you've been working for for a long time and you got so many people behind you cheering for you that I know that there's definitely that that desire to be successful just for a business itself. But now you got 400 some odd other people who are just as excited about it as you are. So now you, you want to be successful for them as, as much as they want you to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. One of the other things that uh, when when I've learned about Kiva and uh, I went to some of the, the different informational uh, seminars that you had was that Kiva looks differently at loans. So when you look at a traditional bank loan, there's certain things that they're going to look for in a bank and they want to minimize their risk, right? They don't, they want to get to a point where they get paid back uh, and they don't lose any money. So they're going to look at collateral. They're going to look at um, 
all of your current investments. They're going to look at your history as a business owner. They're going to look at uh, potential co-signers. They're going to look at all these different things. And it's almost like they have this mold, right? This, this, uh, this square peg. And they're always trying to put round peg, round circles into it. And, and if it doesn't fit, then they just say no. And then it can be frustrating as a business going, man, this is a really good idea. I feel like this is something that I can do. And if someone will just give me a chance, I can get out there and do it. And what I love about Kiba is you guys are actually kind of flipping the script a little bit on how loans are done because of some of the tools that you have. Can you talk a little bit about what Kiva does differently instead of just crowdsourcing, but in terms of actually uh, approving and qualifying people to be put on the site um, or pre-screening people to, to be put on site because it's, it's helping people that wouldn't potentially get loans? Yeah, I think there's... There's so much in what you just said. I feel like I'm going to ramble and like geek out a little bit. So <laughs> Go for it. Um, so the first thing I want to say is I think it is important that people do know that when you go to the Kiva site, you're seeing people who have gone through a vetting process. You can't just sign up for a Kiva loan, right? You do have to go through an application. With that being said, um, something you mentioned is that banks are constantly looking to minimize risk. Uh -huh. We have already done that on Kiva by breaking up the loan into lots of little lenders. So the maximum risk that a lender takes on is just the $25 or $50 that they have decided to put towards a business. They're not bankrolling an entire $10,000 loan on themselves. Um, because that risk is lowered, we're able to, uh, in reference to what you said about square, square peg uh, round hole, we're able to kind of expand the shapes that, that we... Yeah. That and bring onto the site, which is really exciting because um, a lot of traditional funding sources are, are not able to do that. And we see that statistically, right? Um, most SBA loans go to male-owned businesses and go to um, specifically white male-owned businesses, um, which is like not is not a bad thing towards that, but is a bad thing in what we're excluding and what we're missing. Yeah. And that missed opportunity is women-owned businesses and people of color becoming entrepreneurs. Um, on Kiva, we see that that's actually where the majority of our lending dollars are going. So it's really cool when you kind of take something like lending and you put it into the hands of a lot of people, um, how the story starts to change. So then to get to your actual question, uh, what do we do differently? Kiva does look at financial underwriting. So we do ask about financial history. We ask for a credit score. Um, but that's kind of just the basis. Um, and then from there, we're able to go in a lot of different directions. We don't have a minimum credit score requirement or number of years in business needed in order to apply and get approved because we're looking at what are the social factors that indicate success in a business. There is a lot more that goes into being able to have a successful business and pay back a loan than how much money you currently have or what your history looked like in the past. Because we know as humans, things change and a lot of things are out of our control. Mm -hmm. so we try and look at social factors, which are actually more indicative of who a person is and what their credit worthiness actually looks like. So we ask um, information about a business story, a personal story. Um, and that whole time we're kind of looking for what are the things that are going to connect this business owner with lenders? What's, what's the impact um, of their business or of them as a person being able to start a business? Um, we also ask people to submit a really great photo or a really great video, again, to just connect with more lenders. And we also try and connect all of our businesses with what we call Akiva trustee. 
So a Kiva trustee can be any person or organization that works with businesses in any capacity, whether that's um, an, another funder, um, maybe a business mentor, maybe someone who works in marketing, uh, maybe an incubator or a co-working space that they can be a part of. And that trustee essentially vouches for the creditworthiness of a business, but it also shows people that this business is getting more support than just Kiva. Um, they don't just have a loan that they have to go off and, and figure out by themselves. We have a support system of people who have a track record um, of working with businesses and and doing that successfully. Um, one of the things that we talked about previously is that you're looking for character over credit. And I, I love that statement because it really comes down to the entrepreneurial spirit is not something that is defined by the amount of money you have in your bank account or uh, you know your credit score. There, there's so much more to it than that. And I think if you actually see the right person or the person's passionate about what they, they want to do, that it just oozes out of them uh, that this is going to be a business that they're going to give their heart and soul to. And they may not have everything else that they need to get there, but they're just looking for somebody to take a chance on them. And I think that in in that instance, they're, they appreciate the loan that much more that they're going to work maybe twice as hard as an average person who just gets a, a loan from a bank because um, they've had to fight to get to that position to be there. And now they're in a position where they can actually do something about it. And they're out there, they're out there to prove the world wrong. And you guys have given the platform to do that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, it's really interesting to hear the stories of why businesses have come to Kiva. And um, I think some people might hear about Kiva and think, oh, well, that's only for a brand new business who has no other option or someone who has terrible credit and can never walk into a bank. And that's not at all the reality that we've seen in Tulsa. We have so many businesses that have said, I want to do Kiva because I see the importance of Kiva for my community. I also see the ability to connect with people, which is something I desperately want my business to do. Um, And we see a lot of people who... um, have the financial stability to qualify for more traditional funding, but are, are just scared of, of the system. It's so complex. It's so confusing. It's really easy to get caught up and trapped in something that's not actually financially beneficial. Um, Kiva, like I said, we are really transparent. Um, we work with businesses every step of the way. So far in Oklahoma, we funded 30 businesses and I know all 30 of those business owners. I can tell you like way too much about all of them. Um, and, and it's because we want to be really intentional about, um, building this community and having relationships with our business owners that, um, benefit them and and grow them beyond just their $10,000 loan. That's awesome. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about one of those businesses because you have a business that uh, is going to be live right about the time that this podcast is released and uh, they do uh, garage cleaning and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Because I'd love to maybe uh, generate a little bit of uh, excitement for them as they launch. Yeah, I am so excited about this new business. Um, They are a team um, of guys here in Tulsa and uh, their business is called Periwinkle. Um, they have a really great video on their Kiva profile explaining why they've named their business Periwinkle. So I'll have to go on and watch that. But essentially um, what they do is they do garage cleaning and organization, which is um, not anything that any other business anywhere I think does. Um, they yeah. will go in and they'll take people's dirty, messy, outdated garages and turn them into a part of your home that you can kind of take pride in and can 
actually use as a beneficial space. Um, their loan is uh, endorsed by Tulsa Score, which is um, a business mentoring group here. And uh, they're looking for $10,000 for, um, let's see, um, some marketing and then um, some inventory and things for, for creating these brand new and improved garages for people. That's awesome. So, uh, listeners, I will put a link for directly to the uh, the Kiva page for this, so you guys can get on board. If you're uh, liking what you hear and you want to do something to support the local community, especially here in Tulsa, but uh, knowing that this podcast uh, extends well beyond that, I would love for us to help give them an awesome boost to that ten thousand dollars. And knowing that um, Lobic Taylor is going to be matching funds as well with that, so we can make a pretty big difference in a small business's uh, life. Uh, just by getting the word out, sharing it uh, here on the podcast. So I encourage all of our listeners, check that out. Uh, and if you can donate, I guess donate's not the right word, lend because you're going to get paid back on this. And then hopefully this starts a cycle for you to where you've given this money, uh, you've lent this money. And as you get paid back, you can actually reinvest it into other businesses. And once you see how the process works, uh, this can be something that we can grow Tulsa even more with. Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the people that you have funded. I think you talked a little bit in the past about somebody who like makes uh, they have a, a special waffle making machine or something like that. Can you talk a little bit about some of the people that have uh, been on Kiva and have been able to leverage what Kiva has done for them to make their business better or be that much more successful? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite businesses that we funded is uh, Palmer with his waffle maker. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's basically. Um, like a Keurig of waffles is the only way that I can describe it. And um, so he used um, just $2,000 to be able to move forward with the patent for this invention. Um, and I just think that's really cool because that's something that's completely new and innovative, something that um, traditionally funders would not be interested in just because of the small amount of the loan and also just the risk in creating something completely new. So it's been a ton of fun to watch him go through the patent process with this and um, we're really, really pushing Palmer to, um, present at 1 million cups coming yeah. up. And so I think that that would be really fun to, to kind of get his product out there. Um, we fund a lot of food businesses, which is great because it gives me all new places to go to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Recently we helped, um, Carlos, who's the owner of Dos Banditos to a yeah. $10,000 loan. Um, hopefully if you have seen the Tulsa world articles, Dos Banditos is uh, a restaurant in Bixby. It's now opening a second location where Rusty Crane used to be. And um, that second location, the build out um, of the, the kitchen in that second location was all funded by Kiva Loans. And what was really cool about Carlos was um, I think 80% of his lenders were Tulsa specific. So nice. all of our Tulsa loans get a lot of local lenders, a lot more than what we typically see on Kiva, but his got 80% of people in Tulsa were contributing to his loan. And I think that was just really awesome. I can't wait to, to go on opening day and, and see a bunch of people that go up to Carlos and say like, hey, I, I lent to you and now yeah. I can in a restaurant. <laughs> I think so. I've actually been to the location out in Bixby and uh, they got some really unique uh, California uh, Mexican food, I think is what they call it. Mm -hmm. And it is delicious. Anytime you can get fr like fries that are nachos at the same time, you, you pretty much 
you know, just take my money. That's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much how I roll. <laughs> I'll eat those every day. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love how you have these stories and you're, you're so tied to all these businesses. And uh, like you said, connecting them with 1 million cups or the podcast, or whatever, like we love sharing these kinds of stories and, and through the community that we have here, we have that ability to, to help give Kiva a stronger voice and these businesses a stronger voice. So that people are aware of it, because I think a lot of times people look at something of uh, just how intimidating it is to get a loan and, and all the things that you have to do to prepare yourself for it. And you've talked a little bit about some of the things that you look for when you want to be an entrepreneur. And I'm going to talk about myself personally. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I always felt like there's so many unknowns that it was it was really intimidating for me uh, to take that next step. And through the things that I've seen with uh, uh, 36 Degrees North and with Kiva and with all these other organizations that are out here helping uh, businesses get launched and get started, even the, some, uh, at the seminar, we act the, the economic development uh, part of the uh, Tulsa Chamber of the things that they do to help create jobs in the community and, and what they want to do there. It's part of it's just educating yourself and getting out there and learning about these things because uh, it was really interesting for me to hear the viewpoint of a bank from a venture capitalist or a, a private equity investor. Or I can't remember what they were called. Private equity? Yeah, private equity. Um, Kiva and then the Economic Development Committee, just all these different ways that you can get loans and, and depending on the stage of your business, what you need to do for those things. And it took a lot of the uh, mystery out of it. So then as a uh, entrepreneur uh, looking to launch a business or as I'm talking to entrepreneurs, I can say, you need to go talk to Casey. You need to go talk to Blue Sky Bank. You need to go talk to this guy. There's so many different, you need to go talk to the economic development uh, branch of, of the Tulsa Chamber. There's so many cool things that I can point them in that direction. And it's just taken a little bit of my time to learn about it, but there's so many awesome resources here. And I'm really excited to see you know, 10 years, 20 years down the line, what our investment in the entrepreneurial uh, spirit of, of Tulsa is today, what Tulsa looks like because of that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, I say this a lot that any, any problem you have in Tulsa or any question that you have in Tulsa, the answer is, is there. It's just a matter of being able to find it. And often the answer is there in a lot of different ways and you can pick the best one for you. Um, but you may not know that. Um, what we see a lot in business funding is it's all about who you know. It's all about being yeah. at the right time, which I think is a huge problem. And I think that that's something that Kiva works to combat um, is creating this open, um, easily accessible platform where people can get access to funding. And I think the more that we can create spaces like that. I think 36 Degrees North does an incredible job of this where they have their full calendar that lists not just their events, but other events that they partner and work with so that their community and other people can, can know about it. A lot of those events are, are open to anyone. You don't have to be a member at 36 Degrees North to, to go there. Um, I think uh, recently I, I was talking to members at Type Rose um, and their business development crew that are working on um, creating a database that connects people. Um, so if you have a have like, I need this thing done in my business, then it'll connect you with here are these people who say they do this thing. And I just think that would be, be so awesome because all the resources, all the pieces and parts I think are here. Um, it just takes having a clear way to go out there and find them and take advantage of them. And really incredible things can happen when you, when you have all the pieces and parts in place. So I'm excited to see how many new businesses pop up and how many young businesses too. Um, 
it's incredible to me. I mean, I'm 25 and I could not imagine um, starting my own small business. I think it's just a lot of responsibility and a lot of work, but I see that a lot of, I mean, like I see, you know, people straight out of college that this is their, their life is going to be being an entrepreneur. And I just think that's incredible. And I think that Tulsa has given them such a solid foundation that you don't see in a lot of cities to be able to do that and do that successfully. Yeah, that's why I love sharing stories like uh, Josh from Josh's Snow Shack. I mean, he was, had Kiva been around and some of these other resources been around, I think he would have probably even blown up even more than he has just because he would have been able to tap into all these these resources. And he, it's not a traditional business. It's not a business that's year round. And so maybe a traditional bank wouldn't have looked at that and said, hey, I'm going to give you the money to do this. He really had to go through and source a lot of the funding himself. Whereas now I, th I feel like it's a lot more... Uh, achievable for a business to start maybe right out of college with an idea that's a little bit unconventional and, and maybe they're not, uh, you know, fitting the, the basic mold of what a bank would consider somebody that would, they would want to lend to now that, that, that ability is so much easier to achieve that I, I I'm excited to see more and more entrepreneurs jump into this, uh, this new thing, because I don't want to over glorify entrepreneurship. It's, it's definitely hard work. It's definitely uh, things that uh, people look at the end result and go, oh man, that's awesome. You get to work for yourself, but they don't realize all the time that you have to, it's, it's, it's literally a lifestyle type of job, but the payoff is amazing uh, when, when you've put that amount of effort and time into it and you're able to see the results on the back end. That's what I think people really get excited about, but uh, I don't want to discredit the amount of work that goes into it oh, on the other end. Yeah, and I think um, something we hear a lot from for Kiva, um, a, a negative that we hear is, well, what can what can a business really do with ten thousand dollars? Right, it's just such a small amount, and that that can be totally true. We talk to a lot of business owners where a ten thousand dollar loan would ultimately not be beneficial. Right, this is not the end all be all of, of lending. Um, but what I do think about is, but what about all of the ideas? What about all of the potential entrepreneurs who could do something really amazing and that idea, that dream, that person is stymied by something as little as $10,000? Mm. That's ridiculous. Like if we knew that if we got to see Josh's snow shack and then heard that it disappeared because when Josh was 18 and decided to get started, he couldn't come up with $5,000 to rent a truck, like we would be so angry. <laughs> Tolson's would be furious. And yeah. And so I just think, you know, what a cool way that we can make sure that that's, that that's not a barrier. Um, and I, and like I said, I'm really excited to see who becomes an entrepreneur because of Kiva and what ideas start to grow in Tulsa because of Kiva. I'd like for you to, for a moment to talk about some of the things that entrepreneurs can do uh, to prepare themselves for the vetting process for Kiva. So let's say we got people listening and they like the idea of what Kiva does and they're like, okay, I want to get my business onto Kiva or my idea onto Kiva so that I can create uh, this crowdfunding a momentum to really launch myself. Uh, and I know that you say you look at some things differently, but if you can, what are some of the things that uh, you would suggest a business do when they're getting ready to present or apply for a Kiva loan? Sure. The first thing I would do is take a look at your online presence. Um, online presence is something that we rely on really heavily to prove that you have a network of support already in place. So that can be anything from an established website to um, any kind of social media platform where you have maybe a Facebook page or an Instagram for your business. That can also be, um, like I mentioned earlier, 
Yelp reviews if you're a restaurant or an Etsy profile if you make jewelry. Anything that shows us that you already have some kind of a customer base that you've connected with um, or some way to connect online with people because obviously on Kiva, it's crowdfunding. You got to talk to people online. We need to know. <laughs> um, so that would be, that's a great, really easy place to start that can really boost the amount that you, you'll be approved for. Um, the other thing I would think about is we've talked a lot about stories and um, stories really do have such power to, to move people in really incredible ways. So think about um, in, on your key application, you'll have to write a personal story, a business story and a loan description. So you want those to be really clear and concise and relatively short because we know that people's attention span for reading things is relatively short. <laughs> um, you also want it to be something that's going to stick with them. So what are the aspects of your identity? What are the aspects of your business that are going to resonate with people? Um, usually we see that those are, you know, stories about uh, a defining moment in your life, something that shaped who you are. Um, in terms of your business, like what's what good are you providing? It's really great um, if you make furniture. That's super cool. We need furniture. But um, do you do that in a way that's uh, environmentally safe and sustainable, right? That's what people want to know and that's what people want to lend to. So I would definitely start thinking about what's your best story that you want to put with your loan profile. And then my last piece of advice would be if you are considering applying for Kiva, um, make sure you, you talk to me. <laughs> um, I'm really easy to get in touch with. Um, I'll have Evan uh, include maybe my contact information um, in the yeah. page. Um, you can connect with me through through email or through Facebook message. Um, and I'm happy to walk you through the process and give you some feedback on your business and, and based on what I've seen be successful, what I think would help you be successful. Awesome. One of the things that I want to tune in a little bit to is what you talked about your online presence and really you're talking about your audience. These are the people that are following along with the updates that you have. And so uh, I know that when you think about social media, you're thinking about like, just what am I putting out there? What, what content or whatever else? But I, I would almost encourage people to rethink some of your social media, especially if it's like you, but then you also have the business. Make sure you're making that business page. Make sure you're making that business Instagram page to get those likes and get those follows because what, what that translates to, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak for Kiva and tell me if I'm wrong here. What that translates to is proof of concept. What that is, is, is showing Kiva that this is a business that, that people like and they like for some reason. And as those numbers grow, there may not be a financial tie to the business yet, but you definitely have an interested audience. And I think that's the thing that when you're talking about your story and talking about the character of the owner and all those other things, uh, it, it's really a, a question of whether people want to support you. And if they want to support you, they're going to lend. And if they're going to lend, uh, they know that that's going to be something that's easy for them to put out there because it's going to get funded quickly or it's going to be something that's, again, I, I say less risky, but the risk is taken away. But it, it's it's definitely something that's more attractive. Let, let's put it that way. It's more attractive to uh, potential lenders when you have some of those things already in place. So uh, when we talked to Press, he talked about the minute that he felt like uh, his business became real was when he created an Instagram page for it. And within a couple of days, he had a thousand followers. And he's like, man, this is awesome. Uh, now, but now I have to, I have to have updates about the constructions. I have to have updates about the food that we're that we're bringing in and the the types of logos and cups that we're going to use. And, and so the process began way before the doors even opened. But he already had an audience 
as soon as they had their grand opening, I think that's again going to help make you that much more successful. So don't don't discredit some of that online social marketing things. They'll be like, oh, you know, it's it's this necessary evil. I think the way things are going and the way things are happening. Um, the bigger the audience you have, the, the stronger the voice you have, uh, the more successful you'll potentially be. Absolutely. And I would also say, um, I think there's a lot of hype around um, like how to hack your social media, right? How to um, boost your posts so that you get a ton of followers and, and yeah. make these super cool graphics that people always want to like. Um, and, that, and that's awesome. Um, is, is very present on social media. So these are a lot of things I've looked into as well. But I would say the biggest thing for your online presence is, um, I feel like I, this is my buzzword for this podcast, but is be intentional. Yeah. Um, so much of social media just feeds into the noise of our everyday lives um, where it's like you're just scrolling through and you get inundated with just stuff that people are putting out there almost for no reason. And I think it's important to really have a reason behind everything that you're putting on social media. I think it's also important to realize that having a strong online presence is about more than how many followers do I have or how many likes does my picture get? It's about, um, does this spur conversation? Do I connect with the people who like my page, right? Am I, am I also contributing to their lives in some way, whether that's responding to their comment or um, tailoring my future posts based on their response, right? Um, thinking about those things um, because just by being on Facebook, like it's, it's easy to just pick up a bunch of likes and pick up a bunch of followers. The more that you're there, the more that you are on social media. So what, what do you do that actually sets your business apart from, from everything else? Um, like I think press does a great job of every time I scroll by a press photo, I instantly know like, Oh, this is press. I don't have to even look at the, their Instagram handle or anything like that to know that it's something that's put out by press. And I stop because I, I respect that about them. Right. And I want to know what's going on with them. Every time I'm just kind of <laughs> wasting time on Instagram, that's, that gets me to stop every time. So what about your business? What's that hook that's going to get people to stop every time? Yeah. My sales guys, uh, one of the things that we say a lot is repetition equals recognition. And if you have that ability to stay in front of people and, and you have that, not just the the message being the same, but the look and the feel that becomes your brand. And that becomes like who you are to your audience. And like you said, you don't have to look at who the post is from to know who it is. And I think that is just as important with everything else. We got a little bit of on a rabbit trail there, but I, I'm glad that we talked about it a little bit because I think these are things that are going to help the audience when they're thinking about launching their business and getting uh, to that next level of maybe stepping out and becoming that entrepreneur or launching that business and just knowing that those things are out there and available to them. Uh, as we kind of wind this down, I, I do want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about an event that you guys have coming up uh, in, I think it was the beginning of May. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and, and how... Uh, how the listeners can get involved with that as well. Sure. So this is really just um, a teaser and a sneak peek for, for you guys because we have no logistics planned yet. Um, but the first week in May is Small Business Week, and we wanted to celebrate that by creating a second Kiva Marketplace. I mentioned our first Kiva Marketplace earlier that we did this past November, um, where Bank of Oklahoma um, donated lender gift codes. We helped a lot of businesses fully fund, but it was also a really incredible time for um, people to get to know our Kiva businesses, to get to know each other, for our trustees to interact. We had food, we had drinks, we had uh, music and speakers, and it was just an awesome time. Um, we want to replicate this again in May, but we, we 
have some surprises to make it even bigger and even better. So the best way that you can uh, stay up to date with all of our events is by following us on Facebook. Um, shameless plug for, for our social media. Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely post updates on there as we as we get the logistics planned. But I think it's going to be a really awesome event and a really great way to celebrate um, our local business community. Awesome. So go like that Facebook page. Casey, I always like to give the audience, uh, or I always like to give my guests a, a chance to speak directly to the audience, give you the final word uh, to share your message to young business leaders. And I know you actually fall in that category. You are a young business leader, but because you have that ability to talk to 30 different businesses and see all the different phases that they're in and the things that they're trying to accomplish, uh, I would venture to say that you probably have more to say than you think about uh, helping entrepreneurs and whatever else. So uh, if you can, what is your message to young business leaders? So I think my message this time, I think, is going to be different <laughs> than my message. <laughs> I'm like a fortune cookie. I'm just going to keep giving different advice. Yeah. Well, then I'll have to have you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think, I think my advice this time around would be um, be fearless when it comes to what you're passionate about and trust that you're passionate about the right things. I talk to a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs, who want to start nonprofits, who want to write books, who want to travel, who want to get married. And they're, they're just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is right. I don't know if I'm the person for this. And my answer to that is always, if you're passionate, then, then you are that person. And that is that thing. Um, I remember when I first started working for Kiva, I was really scared, <laughs> to be honest, because I was like, I don't know if I know anything about business. <laughs> I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. This is such a great program. I don't want to let anybody down. Um, but I knew I was passionate. I knew I, I could be scrappy about it. And that's what I did. And um, I think that that applies to everyone. If you have something that you're passionate about, be fearless about pursuing it. Awesome. Casey, thank you for taking the time to speak to our audience uh, and to share your passion about Kiva and entrepreneurship uh, with us. Uh, we're excited that uh, we got to go uh, the second time around and connect and uh, actually make this thing happen. I promise I'm going to release this one and not screw it up. So uh, listeners, remember, choose to connect, seek development and be inspired. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.